All right, let's bow our heads in prayer as we come before God. Father, as we come spend a few moments sitting at your feet, open your word to us and by your spirit speak to us. Renew our faith. Strengthen us, Lord, for our walk with you. In your name we pray. Amen. If you make your home with God, you'll be fine, no matter what happens. That's, that's um, pure and simple, the meaning of the verses 7 through 10 from Psalm 91. I could say, amen, and sit down. I'm not going to. You're getting hopeful. No, I, I think I, I need to say more because... That's a pretty blanket promise. Just go with God and everything will be wonderful. How can that be true? That's kind of what I want to talk about today. Because, you know, bad things, they don't just happen to non-Christians. They, they happen to all of us. As I was thinking about that today, I started thinking, or getting ready for today, I started thinking about the first time Linda and I went Israel. This is back in 2009. It was, it was a really unique trip. It was a hiking trip. And uh, it was a trip in which we hiked about 60 miles in 10 days. And, and in that hiking, we experienced not just the history, but the culture, the, the geography, the climate of Israel, things that, that are really important to understanding the scriptures themselves. Well, the, the one experience that I'm thinking about happened with uh, uh, a second or third day there. We were leaving a place called Arad. It was out in the desert, in the Judean wilderness, and we just walked out into the desert. And we walked for like 45 minutes, and we were met, and you can see some of the, the little children, the Bedouin children, and they had a couple of women with them that met us out there. And we were, we were told, don't touch them, don't shake their hands, that's verboten. The Bedouins are, are nomads, they, an ancient culture. Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, they were Bedouins that, that, that moved from place to place. Well, these children led us back, they led us back to... Um, to their home where they were living at that time. And they, they invited us into their home and we sat under this, this um, canopy and the women made us flatbread under an open fire. Now what in the world does that story have to do with Psalm 91? Well, when a Bedouin, this is an instruction from our, our guide, that when a Bedouin invites you into their home, they're inviting you under their protection. Doesn't matter whether you're friend or foe, whether you're a family member or stranger. Doesn't matter whether they like you or not. When they invite you into their home, they are offering you, promising you their protection. They're promising you that they will give even their lives in order to make sure that you're safe. Now think about that as I read again 
the words of today's portion from Psalm 91. A thousand may fall at your side. Ten thousand at your right hand. But it will not come near you. You will only look with your eyes and see the recompense of the wicked. Because you have made the Lord your dwelling place, the Most High who is my refuge, no evil shall be allowed to befall you. No plague will come near your tent. See? God is making the same promise to you and me that he made to those that those Bedouins make. He's promising his protection. To protect his, 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 he, if you make his home, your home, God's home, you have his promise of protection. I'll get, I'll get the line right here. God is saying, I'll take care of you no matter what. Now, folks, God has invited you to make your home, his home. He says, a thousand may fall at your side, ten thousand at your right hand, but it will not come near you. Make your home his home. The Lord, make the Lord your dwelling place. I want you to, I want you to think about that picture of, of God as your dwelling place. Folks, I... I I know right now that you're, you're missing this place. Folks, I'm here every Sunday and I miss this place because it's not this place that you and I are missing. We're missing each other. Because the church is not the building. The church is the people. You know, if you... A few weeks ago, my daughter-in-law, our daughter-in-law, Dora, immigrated to the United States from, from Indonesia. And a while back, I, I asked Dora, I said, are you missing Indonesia? Are you missing your family and friends? And she had a, a great answer for me. She said, home is wherever John and Kellen are. Wow. What a great answer. Folks, home is where you and I are together as God's family. It's wherever we are together, even, even if we're together online. We're home. I love the words that uh, come to us from Ephesians chapter um, two towards the end, it says, uh, So then you are no longer strangers and aliens. But you are fellow citizens with the saints and members of the household of God. You are built on the foundation of the apostles and prophets, God's word, with Christ Jesus himself being the cornerstone. In him, in whom 
The whole structure being joined together grows into a holy temple in the Lord, and in Him you also are being built together into a dwelling in which God lives by the Spirit. Did you catch that? At one time we were strangers and aliens. But no more. Listen to the the passage here comes from the beginning of Ephesians chapter 2, the next, the next scripture passage on the screen. Remember, he says, hey, you were at that time separated from Christ, alienated from the commonwealth of Israel, strangers to the covenants of promise, having no hope without God in the world. Wow. We were, in fact, God's enemies. But what did God do? Well, what does Paul say in Romans 5? He says, well, we were God's enemies. We were reconciled to God by the death of his son. And how much more, having been reconciled, shall we be saved by his life? I bet all of you have had this experience that I've had where you're, you're digging around in the flower beds of your house. And I think I've shared this in Bible class at some time or another. And you come upon a little piece of broken brick, and it's like the brick on your house. Well, it is like the brick on your house because what happened is is that the builder, when he was laying the brick for your home, took a piece of brick off the stack and it was broken and he couldn't use it, so he just threw it off to the side. And when they, when they did the landscaping, they, instead of picking up the brick, it got buried deeper. And one day when you're digging around there, you pick up this piece of brick. It's a broken piece that got rejected by the builder. Well, I think that's a great picture of our condition, we are broken people, undeserving. We ought to be cast off the side. No way we should be a part of God's house. We don't deserve it. And yet, God does just the opposite. He takes us and makes us a part of his household, a part of his family. Love the second reading today, the whole thing. But these words from 1 Peter chapter 2, it says, As you come to him, that's Jesus, who is a living stone rejected by men, but in the sight of God, chosen and precious. You yourselves, like living stones, are being built up as a spiritual house to be a holy priesthood, to offer spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God through Jesus Christ. God took you and me, broken though we are, and he purchased us for himself, purchased us for himself that we might have a place in his house and has built us into his house and made us members of his family. He has invited us to make our home in his home. And what does that mean? Well, folks, that means he'll protect us no matter what. That's what he's telling us in Psalm 91. I mean, listen to the the passage again. Because you have made the Lord your dwelling place, because you've made God's home your home, the Most High who is my refuge, no evil shall be allowed to befall you. No plague will come near your tent. Now, does that mean that bad things won't happen to you and me, that you and I will never get sick, that we'll never lose our job? Obviously not. Because bad things do happen in our lives. And Those things and worse do happen to you and to me at some time or another in our lives. Now, I think that the key is verse 8. 
you will only look with your eyes and see the recompense of the wicked. Now there's a word you and I never use, the recompense of the wicked. Well, recompense, my friends, that's a recompense is a uh, it means to make amends for the wrongs that you have done. Folks, this is a, this is a word that takes us to judgment day. A day when, we are, when, when God judges the living and the dead. A day when we all deserve to be condemned for our sins. And yet, the passage tells us that we will only watch on that day. We will only see the judgment of others. Now, how can that be? Because of the grace of God. Because of the grace of God, you and I are going to be free from judgment day. Think what that, that passage that was just up there a moment ago says. I hadn't, hadn't read it yet. It says, there is therefore now no condemnation for you who are in Christ Jesus. Isn't that the most amazing thing? There is no condemnation for you who are in Christ Jesus, for all of us who deserve that condemnation. Why? Because when he died on the cross, when he suffered for us and rose again, Jesus took the condemnation for you and me. Jesus took the punishment for our sins. And because he did that in our place, you and I are forgiven. You and I are free. There is now no condemnation. For you who are in Christ Jesus. When that day comes, we're just going to stand and watch. That's what God is promising us. That's what God is saying. Listen to these words of Jesus from today's gospel reading. I, I love these words. Let not your Hearts be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. In my Father's house are many rooms. If it were not so, would I have told you that I go to prepare a place for you? And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again to receive you unto myself that where I am, you may be also. See, the promise here is if you make God your home now, God will be your home forever. You're secure no matter what happens. No plague will come near your tent. You know, Luther said much the same thing in the final verse of A Mighty Fortress. He said, the word they still shall let remain, nor any thanks have for it. He, Jesus, is by our side upon the plain with his good gifts and spirit. And then he goes on, and this is the Psalm 91 part, I think, and he says, it says and take and take our life, goods, fame, child, and wife. Let these all be gone. They yet have nothing won. Because no matter what happens, the kingdom ours. Remain. See, if you make God your home, you'll be fine no matter what. I guess it could have been a short sermon. Amen? Amen. Amen.
to bow your heads in prayer with me. Father, we ask that you would help us every day to make our home in you. Lord, to find peace and comfort in the fact that you are our shelter, our refuge. And to know that with you, everything will be fine, no matter what happens.